I, I don't know if I've ever been to a full-on pizza hut. I know that I went to like a pizza hut um, cafe is not the right – pizza hut bistro. They were doing like some kind – they were yeah. like test marketing a Pizza Hut sit-down restaurant, and and it was um, it was bad. That's like all we had. We had a bunch of like Pizza Hut buffets and a bunch of sit-down Pizza Huts. Yeah, like the Pizza Huts I went to growing up were always they always had a sit-down component. Yeah. I well, I mean that makes sense. That's also been like, like twenty-five years though. There's the used to be a Pizza Hut account, which like, um, if you've seen that on Twitter, I think it's U T A B H, U T A P H, U T B P H, U T B A P H. Now I'm just saying letters. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's something. Um, yeah, uh, it's because uh, the Pizza Hut architecture is. Is very destructive. UTBAPH is the uh, the thing here. Uh, okay, so January thirteenth, twenty thirteen, through the power of Twitter, Pizza Hut Italian Bistro. Amazing. I don't know where I was. I was on the road somewhere. There's a picture here of a, a, a well, a plastic glass with an. Soda comes in a fancy plastic glass with an embossed Pizza Hut hat thingy, is what I tweeted at the time. So I will share that in the chat and uh, um, open up Taste Beverage. I don't think it counts as Pizza Hut unless it has the red pebbled plastic cups. Yeah, it has to be the like red cup. Yeah, that's just, it doesn't count otherwise. Does this count as an Arizona iced tea? It is the green tea with cucumber and citrus and... Ooh, I haven't had that That's one. That's the sound of it. That's interesting. I'm Jesse from the internet. How you doing? This is Will. It's Pod. Uh, Brett has not had the green tea uh, with uh, cucumber and citrus. Uh, I cannot share it as she is also from the internet and uh, <laughs> not in the same place that I am. Uh, Crystal, I also cannot share this with you. Uh, Crystal's here from the internet. Crystal, what are, what are you drinking tonight? Um, I have a delicious vanilla Coke because it helps when I have headaches. Mm-hmm. What do you think helps more, the caffeine or the fizz? Um, so I actually, I read somewhere that vanilla helps with pain. Like it reduces pain. Interesting. So between like the caffeine and the vanilla inside of it, it just <laughs> is like this magical potion to get rid of my headaches. That's interesting because my my... I grew up always being told, oh, if you have a headache, have a regular soda, like caffeinated sugar, like fully leaded, an aspirin, and a an Advil or a Tylenol. Like that was the family. That was just the thing. It was the thing that my grandmother had been doing for I don't even know how many years. And it wasn't until like I was fully an adult when I realized like the Excedrin migraine, the like overpriced. That's all it is. <laughs> like if you look at the ingredients, it's it's a... An aspirin, an Advil, and some caffeine. Like, I could do this cheaper. <laughs> there you go. Um, you can uh, you can also uh, save money on baseball tickets by not buying them. Uh, because all the teams are full of shit. All the players are full of shit. And uh, we're tired of all their shit. Uh, so that is why we have a game tonight that is... Not a fun game. Um, it is it is a quick game. I'm going to read you uh, five quotes, and uh, your job is to just uh, guess the source of these quotes. Um, fun. This is going to be a, a good time. Uh, we will start here. Uh, <clears throat> the ballpark is for everybody. We include all fans at the ballpark. We want to welcome everybody. I want to say that was Anthony Bass's non-apology apology. I was going to say like Dodgers PR. Uh, That is Uh, also a good guess. (laughs) 
<laughs> equally informative. Well, Britt, you are you are on the board here. Uh, that was Anthony Bass from the end of his non-apology, uh, full full non-apology apology is this. I recognize yesterday I made a post that was hurtful to the pride community, which includes <laughs> friends of mine, citation needed, and close family <laughs> members of mine. And I'm truly sorry for that. <clears throat> I just spoke with my teammates to share with them my actions yesterday. I'm sure you did. And apologize <laughs> with them. And as of right now, I'm using the Blue Jays resources to better educate myself to make better decisions moving forward. The ballpark is for everybody. We include all fans at the ballpark. We want to welcome everybody. Anthony Bass, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, yeah. Airplane passenger extraordinaire. <laughs> Target shopper uh, of the month. Can't wait until he's shipped off in, to Japan. I saw a tweet about, I think it was Keelan that said, like, I hope that he uh, hires his own in staff for the flight to clean up all the fucking popcorn. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, the Pride community. Happy Pride. It's uh, it's May 31st as we record <laughs> this. By the time you hear it. Uh, yeah. Happy Pride, everybody. Uh, we are part <laughs> of the Pride community on this show. Yeah, I, I, I've decided actually though that I'm I'm going to uh, just declare myself part of the wrath community because pride I feel like we've done. We just we need to move on to one of the other sins, and wrath is personally my favorite. So that's a good one. Yeah, wrath wrath is good. Um, so moving on in our game, um, I've got four more uh, four more of these oh, quotes to identify. Um, one of you guys, uh, Britt, you got the last one right. So why don't you pick a number from one to four here? Uh, three. Three. Three is a good one. Um, <clears throat> where's the quote? Here it is. Um, no one should encounter injustice or be thrown away. Everyone has the dignity of being a child of God. Lord. Oh, man. was that a part of Trevor Williams' little rant? Was it in Ker Clayton Kershaw's like blah 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 or alternative of God? I don't hate the LGBT community. Blah blah whatever the fuck he said. Or could it have just been a Catholic priest? Yeah, there's there are sadly so many options here. Uh, this is uh, I'm going to give you Catholic priest because uh, this is uh, Sister Genevieve Ginningro, um speaking on behalf of the Pope after the Pope uh, met with transgender people at the Vatican and welcomed them and uh, reportedly uh, has you know. Had a, had a nice time with everybody, uh, the Pope, welcoming yeah, I, folks. I was just immediately assuming it was something terrible. Yeah. No, no, no one should encounter injustice. <laughs> the, the Vatican's official position, no one should encounter injustice or be thrown away. Everyone has dignity of being a child of God. And like uh, that's, the, what, that's what Catholics and Christians are supposed to believe. Right. Like, shockingly, that should not be a controversial opinion. Yeah. But so uh yeah that's what we should be hearing um that was actual sincerity and that's why this is a game uh because <laughs> 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 oh yeah and yeah the catholic church obviously has its own issues plenty of them uh yeah. crystal it's it's your choice a number between one and three we'll go with one going with one uh, number one, <clears throat> as Catholics, we look to Jesus Christ and the way he was treated, and we realize that any suffering in this world unites mm -hmm. us to him in the next. 
That was Trevor Williams, wasn't it? That was Trevor Williams. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard to forget uh, comparing having to see a gay person with literal crucifixion. Just, yeah. Just, I swear to God, people. Trevor Williams saying a Major League Baseball game is a place where people from all walks of life should feel welcomed, something I greatly respect and support. That's why I wrote a two-screen notes app bullshit yeah. to say yeah. why I want these people you to homos. not be there. <laughs> <sighs> Trevor Williams, thank you for... Uh, I, I don't even know. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Thank, thank you for, you know, just showing us that you're not a good dude, like we thought. The, or you the funniest or part of this, on, in like a really dark way, is is the number of uh, people who I would forget they were still playing Major League <laughs> Baseball, who are choosing to remind me of their existence with this shit. Like, yeah, you, you don't you don't have the social capital for this, my friend. And I used to yeah. like him. Like his tweets were usually pretty funny. I followed yeah, no, him. he always he always seemed fairly cool. Like that's yeah. turns out uh, he's been very scared every time he's been in the shower that somebody might be looking at his dick or something. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, we got two more left. Uh, and and that will clear us of uh, the non-fun part of this week's uh, <laughs> endeavor. Uh, we got door number one and, and door number two. Uh, Britt, would you like to choose this one? Uh, let's go two. Behind door number two, uh, we have, <clears throat> Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God. But if we love one another, God lives in us, and his love is made complete in us. That's giving too much of, like, an official priest again. Yeah, like, that's a, that's a pretty pretty close uh, paraphrase of actual scripture. Yeah, like a, a clergy person. That is, in fact, uh, John 4... Uh, one John, First John, four, uh, chapter four, uh, verse eleven, twelve, uh, a chapter and verse that are uh, linked from uh, Twitter dot com slash. Uh, I was going to say, <laughs> <laughs> See, that's literally the first item on my profile. Um. Yeah, so that is uh, from Bible Gateway. Uh, I'm not sure what the good Bible uh, online things are because... Uh, They're all basically the same. Just depends yeah. on which translation I've, you want. I've got a book uh, that I hardly ever look at, and uh, it's only got the first five of those uh, books in it. So um, <laughs> I stick with those five. I imagine there's there's a Catholic Bible somewhere in our house, probably. Possibly. Anyway, that's uh, that is the word of God. Uh, uh, love one another, and yet uh, in our final quote, we have um, this. For us, we felt like the best thing to do in response was instead of maybe making a statement condemning or anything like that, would be just to try instead to try to show what we do support as opposed to maybe what we don't. And that was Jesus. So to make Christian faith day, our response is what we felt like was the best decision. That's definitely Kershaw and co. Yeah. That is Clayton Kershaw. Um, yeah. Like, are those, he gets us banners, not enough. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, and this is the thing, right? Like, like the the faith day in and of itself is fine. Like, lots of teams have them. Yeah, it's it's nobody in, has been complaining about that. No, like it's it is in the mix of all of the other like cultural uh, observations and all that stuff. Like, there's lots of them. It's fine. You don't need to make we a weird want- weaponized thing. Like. Yeah. 
We already have law enforcement day for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, fun fact, apparently there were uh, cops at the Dodger game giving out uh, Urias jerseys, which is just uh, a little on the nose, I feel like. Does seem like yes, the one one of the several abusers to choose from would be probably your your choice if I was a cop, but feels a little saying the quiet part loud. I you know I I thought Trevor Williams was better than that. Um but like I I never, you know he, he's just like, you know, he's relief pitcher who seemed like a cool guy. Sometimes those guys turn out to not be. Um, Clayton Kershaw's fucking disappointing. Yeah. He always kind of gave me cop vibes. Like, I used to really like him, and then kind of after, I think it was 2020 maybe, I was like, no, this guy's a cop. Well, yeah. uh, score score one for your instincts on that one, then, apparently. Yeah. Um, like, he's so loved in L.A. And, like, he has to, like, he has to know that when he comes out and, like, because he's not dumb. No. No. Like, he's a smart enough guy to know, like, if I come out and make this stand, it is going to alienate a lot of people who, like, have strong, positive feelings to me, have looked up to me. And, like, I understand that he feels that, like, he's doing that in service of a greater message. But, like... It's not the message he thinks it is, is the issue. No, because the message is like, I'm I'm trying to help you, not I welcome you. Like is right. this like I I I want to help you get on the you know, that there's there like, like this evangelical push to be like, I want to help you get to heaven. Right. Um and I'm like no thanks. Right. I, I, I felt like we had sort of established that the whole love the sinner, hate the sin thing was like not really, didn't really work. Like we tried that for a long time and it was pretty, pretty roundly rejected as an approach. So it's a little, little, yeah. little bit of a throwback. It's also giving like conversion camp. Um, yeah. yeah. He just wants you to only believe in his God, whereas I believe in no God's. I believe in Shoei Otani. Well, true. He is- <laughs> see that fucking ball he hit today? My my goodness. lord. Yes, I did see it. Thank you. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. We'll, we'll get to the White Sox at another non-fun occasion. Um, all right. uh, Nothing counts when it's Otani. It's like, uh, you know, when Barry Bonds hit that home run at Yankee Stadium, like, and everybody, like, you know, there's the John Miller call and 50,000 people are out of their seats because it's just, it's, you're just watching something that's special. I mean, I've been to Sox Park when the Angels were in town and it was cold and rainy and gross, but I didn't care because I wanted to see Otani and I wanted to right. see Mike Trout in person as a White Sox fan. So that is, uh, that is our not fun things in baseball. So exciting to have so many not fun things, but like, yeah, no, I, I said this to you, Brett, in a text this week that I appreciate Madison Bumgarner a bit more because we don't have to ask him how he feels about this shit. We know from the no. fact that he's Madison Bumgarner and does rodeo under the name Mason Saunders and dated a girl named Madison Bumgarner. Still He's given favorite. us all the clues. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> um, 
Yeah. But also the other the look, the, but the other thing I I will give Madison Bumgarner credit as he's n- now and forever inexorably uh, linked to some of my favorite memories of the past <laughs> fifteen years or so. Um, he also knew enough to shut the fuck up. Yeah, he never said shit about shit that was not about baseball. Yep, like that. I don't know whether that's just him not having an opinion about anything or whether the Giants media training is just really good, but he knew enough to keep his damn mouth shut. So I don't have to know. I can presume, but I don't ever have to really confront that directly because he's just going to go not talk about it. And that's great for me. And now he's going to go hang out on his farm with his cows. And I wish him well. And that we can end this relationship there and it's beautiful. And he will come back for a reunion next year and it'll be fine. Like nobody has to be fucking weird about it. Yeah. Unlike Aubrey Huff, he will be invited to the reunion because he knows to keep his fucking mouth shut. <laughs> right. Right. I've only had to replace one of you motherfuckers on those teams. Thank you. Yeah. I- I feel like there's there's an idea too that like it's so hypocritical to be like, oh, people tell you to stick to sports, uh, you you're not about it, but now you're telling them to stick to sports. I don't think it's stick to sports. I think it's read the room. Yeah, like, right, right, and I feel like it's also. A- pretty critical distinction because most of the time when people love to be like stick to sports, it's when. Um, like, I don't know, LeBron James has an opinion about extrajudicial murder or something where it's like, okay, but that's like, that is directly relevant to his life. Me. So yeah. like, yeah, he's going to have an opinion about that and he is entitled to it. And the other thing is that, look, these guys, they're, baseball players are entitled to have whatever opinion they want. And if they really want to talk about it, then great. It's a free country. Have, excuse me, have at it. But I'm going to think you're an asshole. That's how this works. So, like, if you've made the um, if you've made the executive decision that saying something is really that important to you, okay, there are consequences to that, and now you can't be mad about those consequences. It's like these yeah. guys who are who want to they want to act like heels on the field, and that as soon as somebody calls them an asshole, then they're like deeply offended by it. Like, no, it, own it, just own whatever it is. Accept that there are going to be consequences, and that's that's the choice you've made. But there's yeah, also it's... a big difference between having an opinion that not everyone's going to agree with. And having an opinion that further alienates an incredibly marginalized group who, like, you know, cities all across the country are trying to, like, right. ban and basically kill. Like, they don't they don't right. want them to exist. Like, there's a big difference. And again, you, are, right. you don't choose this life. You are born this way. Like, Lady Gaga. You're born this way. You don't you don't choose to just be gay or trans because you wanna. But you know, we've got fundamentally, you're trying to kill us. So fundamentally, even if you did, even if you just woke up one day and were like, hmm, you know what? I think maybe I'm not straight anymore. You're you're harming no one in the course of that. So like, even aside from the like it being an inherent quality of a person, like you can like make whatever choice you want. It has nothing to do with anyone else. And we're not the groomers either. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Talk, talk to me about one of the seemingly endless parade of like preachers who marry like 17 year old parishioners and stuff. That shit's fucking They've creepy. been dating for five years already yeah. and he's yeah. 30. Yeah. yeah. That shit's fucking creepy. What? Other, I, I know the answer. This is a rhetorical question. The answer is no. None of them. <laughs> uh, what other theme night could a player on a team at all like make a peep about and not have it be like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, how, why are you criticizing your own team? Yeah. Like, 
how is how is any of this okay? And like Kershaw especially, like he made this week, the past week, such shit for everybody who works in the Dodgers community relations department. Oh my god, right? Like people are just like normal people who have jobs to do and like Here's franchise icon alienating significant portion of fan base for, well, and then, and then and hiding the, behind religion for it. Right. Well, and the thing I, the thing I feel bad about having worked in, not in sports, but having worked in that capacity in big organizations, how this went down, I'm willing to bet is Kershaw held his little team meeting and complained about the gays and decided they were going to go do their Jesus night or whatever. He went to. Which was already happening. Right. Which was already happening. He went to leadership and said, hey, I want to do this. Somebody at the top of the food chain signed off on it. And then everybody below that now has to make this happen and deal with the fallout. For a choice that they probably had nothing to do with. And I'm going to assume that a lot of them probably knew is a fucking stupid idea. Because if you know anything about public relations or corporate comms or anything like that, you knew you could have said it was a fucking stupid idea. And, and, and like and whether uproar. Oh, go ahead, Brett. I would say whether whether the person at the top knew it was a stupid idea and went with it because it was Kershaw, or whether the person at the top is just too stupid to know it was a stupid idea. Either way. They're not the ones really having to deal with it. Now it's all these other people who are absolutely, I'm sure, not getting paid enough for this shit. Now they have to deal with the fault. They like they have to do the legwork of dealing with all of this shit now. Yeah. And imagine the uproar if somebody said, I don't want to wear a patch for Memorial Day weekend. Right. I don't want this flag on me. Like I don't I mean, we've seen it before with NFL. We saw Colin Kaepernick has been completely blackballed from football because he didn't want to stand for the flag. And they're doing all these law enforcement nights and whatever. What if a black player said, no, you know what? I don't don't trust them. I don't like them. I don't want to participate in this. Can you fucking imagine? I, I wish I could give credit. I don't remember who said today, but like, it's a good point. Baseball's done a really good job of winnowing its talent pool to rich white Americans and foreigners who, for one reason or another, can't or won't speak up against any of this stuff. Yeah. So, it's up to you, Mark Canna. Um, <laughs> hey. There's, there's a, a very short list of people we're leaning on now. Sorry, guys. <laughs> uh, yeah. And... The Giants are playing the Dodgers for the infamous Pride Night. And I am I'm not looking forward to it. There are some people on the team that I absolutely trust to say the right thing because they have in the past. Um, and there are others that are more of a wild card that, oh, I don't think I want to know. Like, <laughs> I should... Kind of, there's some of them I'd rather avoid this conversation, and I don't know that we're going to be able to. But uh, fingers crossed, you know, they it, just it, decide that like Austin Slater can speak for the team, and it'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, it'd be a good time for like Buster Posey to just like swing by for a quick hello. How's it going, guys? And here's how we do media. Right. Hey, by the way, here you go. <laughs> <laughs> you are unaware of any promotions being run by the home team when you are on a road trip. <laughs> If anyone asks you if, if you have an opinion about something, no, you don't. You never have. You never will. <laughs> Speaking of not having opinions about anything, never having them, and, and never planning to have them, um, Pete Alonso is delightful. Um, <laughs> just just a sentient pair of jorts. Yes. Uh, <laughs> the best description I've ever heard, actually. The- he is, he is just not. the most Florida, Florida man. I love him. Yes. <laughs> but like harmless Florida, Florida man. Yeah, yes, exactly. Exactly. He just like wants to catch some waves and right. like chill. He, he's he's Florida man in the way that I expect that to mean from, you know, years of having family there and, and spending a lot of time there. 
not not in the um, scary way that it means now. <laughs> he is like um, Paul Rudd's character in Forgetting Sarah Marshall, like the surfer dude. Yes, how did Pete Alonso? Oh <laughs> yes, absolutely. Uh, so uh. Pete Alonso uh, up to. 20 home runs. I, I want to find, a, again, a better host would uh, have this uh, queued up and whatnot um, in advance. But this is, again, back in our blah, 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 blah. Um, where is the thing? Oh, I don't know. Um, <laughs> he, he had the... Uh, Whatever it was, he was he was explaining the the fence um, thing. I think I could be wrong. I could be making this up. I've completely lost it. Um, I've 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 lost contain on this because we have um, for this show we have uh, so very many different chats going. <laughs> we really um, do. My phone is very confused. Too many of us. Um, earlier today, I texted Addie, Britt, and Colleen. Addie was going to be here. Then she got uh, pulled away for work. Um, there was uh, some... I'm going to find this now. Uh, Pete Alonzo said something on another podcast. And uh, that means that Pete Alonzo uh, should should come... Yes, the poop. Yes, he, he hit the home <laughs> run out because he had to poop. Yeah. That's what it was. Thank he you. He was swinging at the very first pitch, no matter what. And he was going to intentionally try to get picked off if that was the case, because he drank his coffee too late in the day and uh, <laughs> desperately needed to poop. I just, I love him so much. <laughs> I love him so much. And as somebody who's been watching him for an extremely long time now, um, I just appreciate that he. He's sort of like Brandon Belt in this way, and that I, I think there's just no guile at all with him. Like he's so fundamentally just is who he is, and that has not changed in the entire time that I've been watching him play baseball. So you know, back to when he was at Florida, where it's just like no, like this is there's just this very stark feeling of like what you see is what you get. There's no like <laughs> no real surprises. This is this is just what he is. He's my favorite oh. himbo of all time. He's amazing. Uh, I'll I'll give this comparison. He might be the uh, the Joe Montana character in the uh, in the sketch with Phil Hartman um, on SNL. I can see that the, the guy who has no inner monologue. Yes. Yes. Oh, I think oh, bring Pete monologue. Alonzo to SNL. Uh, Pete's got to hit sixty three this sixty three this year. Uh, so they can be Dude, one more than Aaron Judge and last year, and, and mess everybody around. Go go back and recreate that um, that scene with that line. It's so good. <sighs> and I, but I and I will say uh, to to Crystal's point about him being your favorite himbo. Baseball needs more himbos, like just broadly. Like we just we need more. But I think that the sort of younger ish crowd of players is giving us some very compelling options because like even Adley Rushman he's never had a thought that's not about baseball he is a golden retriever and I just love him so much he, he is the most uncomplicated person and I just love that about about both of them and all the other ones that this applies to and I would like I more of them he's I hope that Adley is just having a really great day now that I think you should leave it season three is out so I, I really I hope look forward to more videos of that. Yes, I hope that um, he is forcibly making the entire Orioles clubhouse watch the first two seasons now. Mm -hmm. um, I've done that's, that. With that's what we were promised that they had. He tried to get them to watch it. They hadn't really been into it. That he was going to make them before season three came out. So I hope that went well. I hope the Orioles are enjoying their sloppy steaks, and <laughs> I just look forward to more completely baffling Orioles content. All I really want from him, like I want someone on the Orioles to like hit a triple so that he just constantly quotes the triples of the Nova scene. <laughs> that whole like scene in the diner with Bob Odenkirk. Like that's yeah. all I want. Triples. I've got triples. Triples of the Nova. Oh my God. 
It's so good. I think it's been a, uh, my, my mind wandered a little bit, but I think that, uh, Bryce Harper being hurt for a good chunk of this year has, has hurt the himbo scene. Um, I agree. Yeah, yeah. That we did we did himbo. lose one of our leading himbos. Yeah. He's kind of like the OG himbo too. Yeah, I, that's true cuz he was doing it like before it was really a thing. There weren't really when he first came into the league there weren't really many of that guy. And you know, and Syndergaard has fallen off the, like fallen into a pit this year. I don't know. Um Think he I'm really curious counts. if he still is is looking so good. Um, like I feel, I feel in my bones that like that like um, he is struggling with skincare since um, <laughs> leaving New York for California, I mean, and that's this is an issue funny. for him. Um, I don't know why. I just I feel this. I have no evidence of it. He doesn't like look perceptibly worse, but my my mental image of him is like really struggling with like the upkeep of of being in sunnier climes. And you think about like he grew up in Texas. Sunbelt yeah. was that weird looking uh, kid <laughs> that he was. Really came into his own in New York and the Northeast. Went to Anaheim. Was kind of shit. Back to Philly. Uh, you know, was with them on a playoff run. Now he's in LA, back to California. Uh, hot sun, tough skincare, uh, not working for him. This is Thor, a guy who who takes his nickname from Norse mythology. Um, I think the sun is Noah Syndergaard's enemy. Okay, so I'm Noah. Uh, go to Sephora. <laughs> they they can hook you up. I, there's many of them in the greater Los Angeles area. We can fix this. I don't know. I feel like last time I saw him, he was still pretty hot, but I don't remember when that was. He's, he's still pretty hot, but like not to no, look, not to paint in broad rushes here, but white men don't age well, like broadly speaking. No. Oh gosh, no. There a lot of them hit their early 30s and it's it's rough. Which which is not to say they're no longer attractive, but it's just like it feels like there's a really steep curve at a certain point. Yeah, well, you can tell he's that. Also, um, what Jesse? Go. He's he's working with this facial hair mess that. Um, yeah, I'm one to talk. I, I got this too. Like the, it, it starts getting up on the cheeks, <laughs> and when you don't have those young cheekbones anymore, like it starts to really <laughs> shadow in on you, even. Even as a blonde right. guy like he is, um, that's going to affect the contours, um, and I think that might be why he's uh, that and the skincare. I'm 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 going to stick with that theory that the uh, the sun is his enemy. It's also probably like all white men use a three in one in the shower, and that's yeah. why they don't age well. Also, I have just a very yeah. quick um, update. Anthony Bass is coming in to pitch and is getting booed by the Blue Jays crowd. Ah, just good job, everyone. Way to go, Canada. Well played. And, and the Mets won. <laughs> All four hey. RBIs from our Canada night. So that's uh, we head into Mark Canna summer. At Congratulations Mark Canna on summer. the New York Canna's for winning your next game. Yeah, I I will yeah. say though, you know, summer summer is rapidly approaching. Pride Month is literally tomorrow. Um, Mark Cannon's mm-hmm. co- coming into his full powers, I think, and and coming into some uh, stuff that we mailed him. So uh, we'll see how that goes. Hopefully, he'll, yay! Uh, once again, put on the rainbow. Um, <laughs> we, we do love that. We're ha- we're ha- we're putting all of our eggs in the Mark Cannon basket to like <laughs> yeah. be like no my- no pressure. <laughs> yeah, my my entire hopes lie with Mark Canna and Austin Slater at this point. So, like, no pressure, guys. Just yeah, like if you're a true ally, you're gonna put it on. So you got a lot come to on. prove there, Mark. Come on. Yeah, he did last year. So, um, how's college did- baseball looking on on that front? College baseball is very exciting. Regional start this weekend. Um, so if anyone yeah. is looking for baseball at the weirdest times of the day, humanly possible. Congratulations. Now is your time. 
because um, uh, you will notoriously get they schedule so many games at in a day during regionals. And it's always like staggered where it's like game one will start at 10 a.m. And then game two will start 30 minutes after the completion of game one. So then by the time you get to the last game of the day, especially if you get any rain, which in the southeast, at least where a lot of the regionals are, you're going to get some rain. Um, Then you end up with like an 1130 p.m. local time first pitch. (laughs) Hoover, Alabama. Well, no, they're done at Hoover now. All right, because that's where the S. What is in Hoover other than the SEC? Literally nothing. Is it just a baseball stadium? It's it's just a city with a baseball stadium. Just, I'm not even sure how it ended up there. It's just where it is now. Is there like an Alabama Hoover campus? I don't think so. I could be wrong. I don't think so, though. They they should do like an IUPUI thing. They should do like a combined campus of Alabama Mm -hmm. and Auburn. A-U-A-U-H. A-U-A-U-H. I love it. I love it. Get on it, Alabama. But yeah. Uh, so eight of the 16 regionals are being hosted by SEC teams. Because <laughs> uh, fuck everyone else, apparently, is how this works. So well, it, it just means more, except uh, it, it just, just means mean equal to the, to the rest of the country, apparently. Right. Right. <clears throat> Yeah, because Florida, Alabama, Arkansas, South Carolina. Those are all states. LSU. I'm trying to remember who's hosting, but it's literally, it's eight of the 16 host sites are SEC teams. And Wake Forest is good at this sport. Wake Forest is very, Wake Forest is very good at baseball. Wake Forest is. The number one seed. So congratulations. So the oldest. That's how yeah. sports work. That is how sports work, yes. Um the other thing though with college baseball is that when you get into the the real playoffs, when you get into regionals up into Omaha, it is uh, no sport is more driven more driven entirely by chaos than college baseball when you hit June. Um, which is how you end up with people with teams like uh Coastal Carolina shit 10 years ago or something now it's been longer than I want to admit where they're just these total Cinderella's in ways that like you just don't typically see in other sports you do in in college basketball some to the same yeah. in the same way where it's like you're mixing up so many teams that don't normally play each other and it's so dependent on who gets hot when and just like weird dice rolls that you end up with some very funky outcome sometimes which makes it I mean, uh, both infuriating yeah. if your team is a really high seed and then blows it but makes it very fun not only is it a sport where coastal carolina can can win a national championship in wichita state back in the day but um Ole miss mississippi state and vanderbilt have all uh been like at the top um in, in that sport have all like that Consistently, is, it's completely yeah. antithetical to uh, everything that we <laughs> yes. know and hold dear about um, sports where chaos does. Well, no, I'm not going to say chaos doesn't reign in football, um, but it's it's chaos reigns and then yeah. um, Alabama wins or Georgia yes, wins, which is which is the important distinction in baseball because Alabama and Georgia do not win typically. <laughs> Alabama super not winning to the point of uh, firing their coach during the season for uh, calling in a bet against his own team. Yeah, yeah, not not great, not not great in Tuscaloosa this baseball uh, season. <laughs> or or men's basketball. Um, it's it been a crime, kind of. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, it has been um, a little a little felony y. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because I think that gambling thing was like that. That got the feds on it too. Um, yeah, no, it was, was, it's not good. He was making a call to Ohio, I believe. Uh, to, yeah, it was to a, get this bet in. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's that's yeah. what you want to do. Not pretty. Uh, and then it's also uh, softball time of year, and I will uh, personally be be of the mind that. Um, it is um, 
it's a cool thing that the women's college world series and the men's college world series happen, you know, kind of back to back. Um, I would prefer it and I don't know how much it would be lost in the shuffle of other things at, at that time of year. But if they would make one of those a fall sport, um, and then, you know, start their season in August or so, and then like, um, we can get these like day games, uh, these, these days of all day long, either baseball or softball, whichever one they put in the fall, um, you know, through the month of October, uh, culminating with, uh, the college world series in either Oklahoma city or Omaha. Um, the, well, and that's, that's, hold. that's the biggest, that that's the biggest issue is that so many of the softball powers are in the Midwest. <laughs> They're not going to want to play outside yeah. in November or whatever. Fuck off. So, so move the, move the baseball to move the baseball to the fall. That's what people are used to. Anyway, it's weird that you have a thing called then it overlaps. Let's with, do it. <laughs> then it overlaps with the with the major league playoffs, and then it also fucks up the transition timing from between the college season, like the summer league, like Cape League season, and the draft. Then, okay. Like if you're so going to move one or the are, other, there are reasons for things, and this idea that I just had uh, off the top of my head is uh, is no good. Well, if if like Oklahoma was not and like Nebraska were not powers in softball, I would say absolutely you could play outside in Alabama and like Florida and shit in November. It'd be fine. Although although hurricane season that might get a little weird. August September is Oklahoma is, is underratedly freezing. Yeah, it's very cold. Like I I went there in November and that was uh, it's windy too. Yeah, that, really, that, 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 that general sort of Great Plains area is just brutal. Wind comes whipping down the plain. That's uh, that, <laughs> it, that's a real thing. It does come whipping down the plain there, as advertised. <laughs> I cannot testify as to the smell of the of the wheat. <laughs> yeah, could be I, sweet. Could be. Wheat, wheat does have a high sugar content usually, so. <laughs> The only the only thing that com- compares that I have to the smell of wheat is the smell of my car when I've picked up horse feed for my mom, <laughs> and it's sitting in the back of the car. I'm sorry. Um, <clears throat> I have a question. <laughs> yes. What What's your mom doing with the horse feed? My mom has six horses. Is what she's doing with the horse feed. So she's she's feeding feeding horses. She's feeding horses, and there's a tractor supply down the street from my house. So we, periodically, she'll call it an order to tractor supply and have me pick it up if I'm like going up to her house already for something else. What did you think she was doing with the horse feed? Yeah, what? that's my question. I. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> did your brain just completely break there? I th- I think it did. Like I'm 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 picturing like um horse like a a, a big burlap sack. Is it a burlap sack? Uh, well, they're the wax. Yeah, thick- they're like wax paper or okay, like but, heavy but, paper. Yeah, that, but yeah. Right, so that that kind of thing um yes sometimes it's in buckets depending on what it is like the the supplements and the like little oat treat cookies and stuff they come in like buckets more often but yeah like the regular just feed yeah is in big like 30 50 pound kind of bags yeah i think i i my question wasn't really more what's she doing with it but like what is Horse feed because I thought I thought they just ate um, like hay. Well, so they do they do eat hay, but they also get they get buckets. They get you know they get fed a couple times a day the same way like the dogs get fed a couple times a day with um, pellets that are made of oats and some different grasses and then like vitamins and some apple and stuff like that. Um, because hay is actually not super nutritious. 
And my mom's horses are kind of all elderly. So a couple of them are insulin resistant. And hay actually tends to be, different kinds of hay tend to be pretty high in sugar, um, especially different times of the year because they're seasonal. So having them just eat that, they then they're they're getting too much sugar in their diet then. I also so know that, mix that. Peppermint. peppermint. I know nothing about horses is what I'm uh, <laughs> realizing here. And I guess they, they do have buckets for those horses uh, at, at Central Park. They mistreat those horses, so I don't even know what they're doing. Yeah, you're at the, the petting zoo. You can give the horses the, the – but that's really for the goats. But it's, I mean, it's, but it's very, I mean, it's, the composition is a little different, but it's the same kind of stuff where it's just like the little pellets of compressed grass and hay and vegetables and some extra vitamins and stuff. Right. My mom also totally babies her horses. So they get like beet pulp added into theirs and all kind of extra stuff because she treats her horses better than she treats her children. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I love my mother, but she does. She babies the horses in a way she'd ever babied me or my brother when we were kids. So it's just very funny. Yeah. Well, well there, um, you know, never going to talk back. True. Yeah, right. They don't have an attitude um, problem like uh, <laughs> her, her two very lovely children do. Ah. <laughs> uh. Yeah. I take it you weren't like a horse girly, Jesse. <laughs> I no, no, I was not a horse girl. Um, I wasn't. I either. went to school with. Uh, I think you know, being in the city, I think there might have been a proportionally uh, lower percentage of um, horse girls who knew it. I, I don't want because that's the thing. Like, is is it nature? I think it's probably nature to be a horse girl, but nurture to bring it out. Well, I think um, you can. I think you can probably displace the horse girl uh, impulse onto other things if you grow up like yeah, like in the city or something where the horse part of it is maybe not really going to resonate the same way. Let's be real, uh, horse girls and theater kids—they're the same people. At, they are at, at, as as both. Same people, different fonts. Same people, different. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, like, yeah, New York City, you very could very easily just become a theater kid then. (laughs) I went to school with a ton of those. Um, So, you, yeah, I mean, so you know what they're like. And enough rich kids that there were a couple of definite horse girls with their horses. There was was one girl who lived down the hall for me in college. Um, This was one of my first, like, moments of realizing, like, oh, shit, these people are, like, rich, rich. The thing about going to like a very expensive college is like I grew up very normal middle class, like not, you know, I didn't have as we didn't have as mm-hmm. much money when I was growing up as most of my friends because we lived in like a pretty bougie suburb, but like we were very solidly middle class. And there was a girl d- down the hall from me who was not on the equestrian team, mind, but she brought her horse with her to college. Where did that horse stay? Well, again, very expensive rural New England uh, college. So we had school school stable. We we had we had yeah. an equestrian team and had boarding facilities. Um, so yeah, so she for, literally for non team horses. Apparently, I don't know how she swung that. What if the yeah, horse she, or was the horse on the team, but not her? Because I know that that's a thing too. Where like. Not that I know of, although yes, that is a thing. Sometimes somebody will ride a horse that isn't theirs because the person who owns the horse is not as good a rider. But that's that's also the cool ass thing in bull riding is mm-hmm. um, like if you go to a PBR show, like they'll explain at the beginning of it, like because they know what they're they know that like not everybody at the PBR show, or at least especially at the PBR show at Madison Square Garden, um, not their core audience. Makes, no. <laughs> ass though so much fun oh, so much yeah. better than watching the giants lose a playoff game to the eagles that yeah. year i, I so made the I right choice i i unashamedly love a rodeo i love a rodeo in a monster truck show oh i love a monster truck rally monster truck shows are oh, underrated God. 
Yeah, we went to one this year, and it was awesome. Like they explain at at the PBR show, uh, the bulls are getting scored too, and there's like you know, yeah, um, top bull, and like the successful ride is in it. Yeah, of course there is money in it, like for real money. Um, yeah, so that's really cool. Like to learn that, like, yeah, there that's all happening, and like there's interest in treating those bulls like a lot better than like racehorse people treat their racehorses. Rodeo people in general treat their horses a lot better than like thoroughbred racing people do because they're the problem. Part of the problem with thoroughbred racing is that you only get like one or two racing seasons because of the way the races are are set up. (laughs) You can run the same like barrel racing horse or whatever out there for years if you treat them well. Yeah, and the uh, another part of thoroughbred racing that's really troublesome is that like it's drawing rich people. That too. Like and and like the name of the game with rich people is always exploitation. Um, yeah, rodeo. And, there's going to be a lot more teamwork. Right, and and look, not that rodeo people aren't rich. There are lots of people who make a shit ton of money doing rodeo, but oh, it's not sure. the, it's not the core audience the same way for sure. But yeah, like, yeah, thoroughbred racing has, you know, these major prizes and TV contracts. Uh, Right. If rodeo had that, um, Madison Bumgarner would have been um, (laughs) pitching in the Atlantic League under the name Mason Saunders of the Frontier League. I, I like that idea. Oh, this this guy, he can only pitch for us twice a week. Uh, so I guess we got to use him as a starter. Why? He can't say he's got a secret <laughs> other job. That he's just like. Well, okay. But the other funny thing is like, would it be a secret job then? Or would it would just be like a marketing opportunity? No, no. I guess, yeah, the baseball is his secret job. Yeah. No, no, no. But I mean, like if you were, I feel like there's some real cross promotion opportunities. If you were to just be really upfront about the fact that you were doing both, because mm-hmm. there's something like inherently, if you're not look, if you if you don't have like a major league contract on your head, like what, how how mad is the Atlantic like going to get if you get thrown off a bowl and you break your arm or something? Like, hmm. and he and also he he does roping. He didn't. He wasn't a bull rider, so like yeah, you could right. see the hurt, but it's not quite as t- dangerous. What if like Tony Hawk developed a knuckleball and I don't know where he lives, but like, would immediately be his biggest fan. Just like, you know, once a week, Tony Instant, Hawk was instantly. tossing his knuckleball for the right? Pawtucket Red Sox or whatever. <laughs> right. Whoever. I'm putting Tony Hawk in Pawtucket, Rhode Island, where that team doesn't even play anymore. But like, you get the point. Oh, uh, I would, I would enjoy like Tony Hawk on the Savannah bananas. Oh, that, yeah, yeah, that would be a good one. I'd be into that. Let's make that happen. Let's Somebody can happen. like where's where's R.A. Dickey or Tim Wakefield or somebody? Hey. Like somebody's gotta be able to ch- Come on. They, like R.A. Dickey definitely played the Tony Hawk video game. Oh yeah. That, that no feels like a didn't. vibe there. Yeah, there's no way. So go teach Tony Hawk a knuckleball. Go spend a week with us Venom Bananas. Give us uh the entertainment that we so richly deserve. So good. And and just in general, um, make baseball gayer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like that is the uh that is the appropriate appropriate answer. I'm, I'm sick of it otherwise. Pretty uh, much. I was going out on a good note there. Tony Hawk and the Savannah Bananas. So Tony Hawk and the Savannah Bananas. Let's stick with that. Uh Crystal, you got anything else? This I evening. I mean, on, on the make baseball gay again, we do have our gayest non-gay player back with Liam Hendricks, who is very happy about Pride Night and um, very excited. Last, for him. Well, the last Pride Night I went to, I got a you know Pride flag that says the South Sliders on it, um, and he would only pick a team that held a Pride Night and was firm in that belief. So. He's he's here to make baseball gay again. I just really like him. 
And I, I still think it's wild that it was like not even six months. And he's yeah. automated. Like, that's insane. That's insane. Like, he, he is truly built different. <laughs> yes. It's that Vegemite, I think. And I'll tell you. Well, because I feel like it's one thing when it's like, because I remember Jameson Tyon when he had um, testicular cancer. He came back really quickly, too, but he didn't have to have chemo or anything. Like, yeah. He had surgery, but that was there wasn't like all the extra treatment attached to it that can really fuck you up. Well, Liam Hendricks uh, built different. Built Um, different. Sorry to your homophobes, but Liam (laughs) Hendricks is built different. Uh, Uh, He loves the girls gays and gays. And we love him. So a nice little reciprocal relationship there that is us so uh yes uh i i think that's an episode of world's pod <laughs> did we do that yeah we did that i think we did that's that. crystal from the internet that's Britt from the internet i'm jesse from the internet uh yeah girls gays and days love you bye